0: If you're a vegetarian or you feed your family that way, this is probably not the episode for you, but I'm guessing you didn't click on it in the first place. This is, though, one of the most common questions that I get from parents of toddlers, and that's what to do when they used to eat meat but now have stopped. What can you do when this happens? This is Feeding Toddlers Made Easy. If you have a toddler and want simple tips to feed them better, you've found the right place. I'm Casey Barnes, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and mom of two living in Dallas, Texas. Now that you've found me, don't lose me. Follow the podcast so my episodes are always available for you. This is a question that came in from a mom named Mary, although like I said, I hear this all the time, but let's hear what Mary has to say.
1: Hi, Casey. This is Mary. I have my only one. So this is my first time going through this. Uh She's 13 months old. I always figured that or always knew she was a really, really good eater. Just fantastic. I mean, I started off with greens first, and then I went to uh fruits, which is about 11 months old, 10, 11 months old, just Recently, uh, and, and, and from there, I gave her just an array of, you know, chicken and a lot of turkey, you know, ground turkey, and just incorporated all that to all of her foods. Recently, she's just taken a hit against meat. You know, her her ground beef and her ground chicken and <laughs> ground turkey, it's just a war against meat. And I just want to know, is this kind of like normal Will she come back around? I mean, it's such good protein for her. I always have her little her little meat her veggie or avocado or cheese, something a little fatty on the side. And now we we don't like meat. So if you could just, you know, help me out or I don't know. And, and I do listen to your podcast a lot. Thank you so much. It's very, very helpful, and, and especially since I don't know what I'm doing. But if you could just help me out and let me know that this is normal and that she'll come back around. Thanks so much, Casey.
0: The most important thing I have to say first, like, if you take nothing else away, take this, you didn't do anything wrong if they were a fantastic eater as a baby, and then that changed, either suddenly or over time, once they became a toddler. I can't take away the frustration and the disappointment when that happens, but I can at least assure you that this is a naturally occurring phenomenon in the toddler stage, starting typically somewhere between 12 and 24 months old. There are some toddlers who don't get picky at all, but this has more to do with genetics and personality than anything you did. You might hear people who say, oh, I did XYZ and that's why my kid isn't picky, but they're usually just lucky. You can do everything right. You can do the same things that this person said, preventing their toddler from picky eating. And you can still end up with a picky toddler. I see it all the time. Let's talk about meat specifically and some of the tricks I have up my sleeve for making it more likely for toddlers to eat meat. I do think it's worth continuing to serve it, even if they don't seem too interested, particularly if it's something your family eats regularly and enjoys. Meat is a good source of iron, B vitamins, zinc, and protein so it has lots of benefits. It's also typically quite filling, so it can help keep them fuller longer. If you're wondering exactly how much protein they need, go to episode number 38 of the podcast. I'll link it in the show notes. And if you have any questions on the health of beef and how to serve it to Littles, I interviewed Kelly Hawthorne. She's a registered dietitian like me, and she's also the director for clinical research for the Department of Pediatrics at the Dell Medical School at the University of Texas at Austin. So many words there, but she's amazing. She shares what the research says about beef in episode 46. I know that many families serve meat with dinner most nights, So it can leave you wondering what to serve your little one when you know they're no longer wanting the meat or if there's just any way to get them to eat it. And I do personally serve meat or fish most nights of the week. It's what my husband and I enjoy. My kids don't always enjoy it, but I do serve it. So first thing that we have to get out of the way here is there's really no good way to force them to eat it. It's just not an option. I know. I wish there was an easy way to do that. We can make it more appealing, certainly, but it's still never a guarantee that they will eat it. So you have not failed if you're like, I'm going to try this thing and I really think it's going to go well, and then they just won't even try it. Like, you still did your end of it. It's important for you to do that, but know that it's not always going to lead to what you want. The other thing is that they still can get a great overall balanced diet even if they don't eat meat most of the times you offer it. And like I said, in my house, this is true too. Although I serve meat often, my kids don't always eat it. And I will say they never eat fish when I make it, unless it's shrimp or canned salmon, which is kind of a weird quirk, but I'll take it. Things that will make meat more appealing to your toddler. Let's talk about it. First thing is the texture. It's gotta be soft. It's gotta be pretty uniform in texture like they don't like a whole bunch of surprises in their mouth so we want to keep it uniform and a lot of people don't like this word but I'm gonna say it moist we want it to be moist ground meat can fall into this category pretty easily especially when it's with a sauce so you know like a bolognese sauce just you know meat sauce that bolognese sounds fancy Meatloaf without any big hunks of vegetables inside of it. You could do thin burger patties. You could do nuggets. You can do homemade nuggets, but you can do freezer nuggets too. They get a much worse reputation than they deserve. I'm going to do an Instagram post on that actually. And tender meatballs is another option too. It's just it's less work for them to chew. So they're more likely to actually attempt it. It's not too dry, and toddlers who don't have all their teeth especially will appreciate this, but even with the molars, they're still not as advanced in their chewing as we are as adults, so the easier it is to chew and swallow, the lower your chance of them biting into it and then spitting it out. And seriously, things like meatballs, nuggets, you don't have to feel like it's lesser value because it's like, ugh, that's like the kid food that's fine. These are a nice, soft, uniform texture. And nutritionally, like, they're still getting a really great nutrition in there. So you can use it as a starting place to work them towards meat and other forms, but really don't feel bad if, as a toddler, this is what they prefer. Our second thing to consider is small size and small overall portion. Like, I personally love going to a restaurant, getting a really nice filet mignon. Doesn't that sound good? But the idea of the meat being, like, the main attraction is not the best strategy for your toddler, especially when they're in an I-don't-love-meat phase. So start with a teeny, tiny portion. If you're serving the meat on its own, like, the size of a pea or even smaller, you can also incorporate really small pieces into other foods they might like, like a quesadilla with teeny tiny pieces of shredded chicken or pork or beef or even deli meat. It just has to be small, smaller than you'd ever think. Like, I keep saying it because you're gonna be like, that's it? Like, what? This lady's crazy. But starting there is really the best place to start cuz you can always go bigger and more down the road but if we're just trying to get them to start this is where we start so say you're doing a pasta sauce and you're putting ground meat in it after you cook your ground meat the whatever portion you're going to give to your toddler take that out and chop it up even smaller and then get some sauce like a jar of sauce is great if you want to make it great too but like a smooth sauce, and then put like a teaspoon at the most of the ground meat into your child's serving. I, I promise you, you want to start there. And our goal is not to necessarily like hide it. Like you don't need to lie about the meat if they ask. So it's not hiding it as much as it's letting it take a back seat to the other foods and the other flavors. That they're more interested in at the moment. And the third thing you want to keep in mind is flavors that they love. Many toddlers prefer sweeter tasting foods and meat is usually really savory so you can make it sweeter to make it more appealing for them if they're the type of kid who's happy to try a bite of something before deciding if they like it or not. Bacon honestly can be a foot in the door here. You can even add some brown sugar to it. Bake it in the oven. If you haven't tried that, you've got to try it. Set your oven to 400 degrees. Put your bacon on a lined sheet like use. I usually do aluminum foil and parchment paper just because it makes the cleanup really easy, so I hate doing it less. But you set the oven to 400 degrees. You put the bacon on the tray, and then you pop it in. It doesn't even have to be fully preheated. And then it takes about like 15 to 20 minutes, depending on how thick your bacon is. It comes out so good and you don't have to stand over the stove. You don't have splatters. Just saying, this is a great way to make bacon. Some other ideas here are a pineapple baked chicken recipe I have on my website. I'll link that in the show notes too. You could do something like a honey ham or a maple ham or honey mustard chicken. Remember that honey is for kids over one years old. And what else? Apple chicken sausage, grape jelly meatballs. I've never had this, but I've seen those recipes where it's like, I think it's like grape jelly and ketchup and meatballs in the crock pot. Is this ringing any bells? I feel like maybe this is like a regional kind of dish. (laughs) Maybe a Midwestern thing. It sounds Midwestern. I don't know. Okay, those are just some ideas for you. Oh, teriyaki sauce. That's sweet too. So, It's just a much easier sell when you then want them to have, like, a regular meatball when you've already tried the sweet meatballs that they really liked. Like, it's now it's more familiar to them, and we can branch off from there. One final bonus tip for you to get the most tender meat that is easier to chew. Get a sous vide, and you will thank me for years to come. If you're like, Casey, I don't even know what you're saying. It's, I guess it's French, right? Sous vide. <laughs> Spelled S-O-U-S-S-V-I-D-E. S-O-U-S-V-I-D-E. Sous vide. I remember, my brother's a chef and I remember him first telling me about this and I was like, I have no idea what you're saying. He says things like that all the time. Mise en place. Sous Okay, anyway, but this for me, the sous like if you don't like having to guess how long to cook your meat for or you avoid it because you're worried it's not going to turn out right or you just really freaking hate a dry chicken breast, the sous vide is the answer to all of this. It's basically cooking using a water bath, and it keeps the temperature steady and consistent the entire time, so it cooks the whole piece of meat evenly without ever overcooking it, because it won't go over the temperature that you set it at, and yes, it comes with instructions on what temperature for what meat and how long. It's so great. It's like a crock pot. You set it and forget it. When you have a great piece of meat in a restaurant, like, there's a really good chance that they use a sous vide and then just finish it off on the grill or saute pan for browning and flavor. We did it last night with chicken. I put balsamic uh, vinaigrette, like a bottled thing, on the chicken, cooked it in the sous vide, and then my husband just threw it on the grill for, like, two minutes, and it comes out so good. You can use it for chicken breasts, thighs, pork, steaks, scallops. Oh my gosh, scallops in there are so good. Fish, it honestly, there's so many ways to use it. My husband's actually the one who convinced us to get it. He asked for it for Christmas one year and I was skeptical, but now I'm obsessed. I'll share a link to my Amazon shop in the show notes. You can see the one that I have My chef brother is the one who recommended it to me, and it has been great. So, good luck on your meat journey with your little one. Add a sous vide to your shopping cart or your wish list, because I swear to you, it is worth it. Thanks for listening in to Feeding Toddlers Made Easy. Hit the little plus sign button to follow if you're on Apple Podcasts. Also, leave me a five-star rating and review if you're happy here. If you're not happy you don't have to, but if you're happy, I would love to see it. I will
2: chat with you next week. Hey, real quick, let's just take a pause from this podcast. And I've got a question to ask you. When you think about bedtime approaching What thoughts run through your mind? Are you automatically getting a little flutter in your chest because you are anxious about how and when your child will actually fall asleep? Are you rocking, bouncing, shushing, laying, patting, singing, all the things just with the hope that they will sleep for a few consecutive hours tonight? What if I told you it could be so much better? Hey, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant over on the Little Z's Sleep Podcast. And I'm just touching base here with you because I need you to know just because you're a tired parent doesn't mean you have to keep being that way. In fact, we believe at Little Z's that sleep is a thing. You deserve to be happy healthy and well rested and your child is so capable of sleeping through the night if you are a parent of a child between zero to five years old and you are ready to make sleep an actual thing in your home i invite you to come check out the little z's sleep podcast on any podcast player or connect with us over on instagram at little z sleep and we are excited to help you get the sleep you all need as soon as possible